So basically we're screwed. On average, every client churns in 12 months. You are losing all of your clients on average every year. So that means if we're at 20 and by the end of the year, we want to get to 30 clients, we need to close 30 clients. The reason I'm saying we're screwed, we, I was literally editing. So when we're recording this, we were, are still finalizing the written post announcing this challenge. And in the process of doing that, I had to confirm with you and Slack, okay, let's be definitive on the exact numbers that we're trying to hit in this challenge. So right now, and we'd said this in the previous videos, we were at 17 clients um, in January so that people have a round number to like, remember, we're just going to call that 20. And we were saying double the agency is 40. So we're giving, we're making it a little bit harder on ourselves already. <laughs> 17 yeah. to 40, but we're calling it 20 to 40. Okay. So 20 to 40. And I said, and, and, and the draft that you had written had said like in two to three years. And I was like, that's too fuzzy. Let's just pick one. And of course, you being optimistic, you said two years, January, 2026. And so I was like, okay. So like I wrote that in and then I was like, I did the natural thing that I do, which is try to quantify it. And I said, well, so that's, we're going from 20 to 40 in two years. So that it, I wanted to be like, how many months, how many client, new clients a month do we need? Right? So the really zeroth level like boneheaded calculation is just to say we need 20 more and divide that by 24 months. So it's like 0.83. It's like about, about a, a client a month. A client a month. But of course, anyone who's been no in the churn. business, right. Anyone who's in the business knows there's churn. So then you're like, well, so then my mind was like, oh, so how many clients, what is our churn rate and how many clients do we need to make up for the churn and then add 20 on top. And I was thinking the first year, I was like, okay, if we need to get to 20 in two years, that means in the first year we need to add 10. Just like if we do it linearly, which I know like it doesn't actually work that way or whatever, but if we just do it linearly, okay? 20 in two years, 10 in one year. It's like if we could end, if we could end this year adding 10 clients, I would feel pretty good about our chances of hitting this thing. For sure, I okay. agree. So. So then I was like, well, let's go calculate churn rate. So this spreadsheet that we were talking about, so I opened up the spreadsheet and it's like, it's literally the, the spreadsheet that's recorded like every monthly bill we've sent to every client since the beginning, which drives, I think, the fact that we record this on a spreadsheet <laughs> drives Jack, our accountant, crazy because he says like, this is what QuickBooks is for. We have QuickBooks. And I'm like, listen, man. Oh, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize that. I, yeah, I, I don't. I thought, think... he, I thought he appreciated this. No, I don't. Because <laughs> no, I keep I it. Well... I keep it very up to date. Like when we close a new client, I'm I'm in there immediately. Or, or maybe he appreciates it now. But there was a time before when I um, had Jack for Growth Rock, and I was like, "Well, I just do this in the spreadsheet," and he was like, oh, "Clients keep spreadsheets on the side." Like, because he's like he's an accountant, so he like his mind thinks in QuickBooks, and I'm like, "No, QuickBooks is too complicated." I, the spreadsheet, in my defense, you can see everything in one shot. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's good and. Of course, it helped us calculate this kind of stuff. We had to use QuickBooks or some other tool. Forget it. Then, it would yeah. have been impossible. 
that yeah. and I will say the spreadsheet's good for once once something changes in the business, I can just update that immediately and that's the notification that Jack Yeah, and Jack goes off of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this column. So just so that everyone can visualize the spreadsheet, we're not going to show it because it has way too much sensitive data, but um, visualize it. It's like every row is a client name and columns are like months. And it's like, you know, the columns and spreadsheets are, are num letters. It's A, B, C, D, X. We're at like, hold on. I'm going to tell everyone what we're at. We're at like BZ or something. We're at CA, meaning we're just like, we're at like years. The first column is May, 2018. And right now, obviously Jan, 2024. So years of whatever. So I have this thing where I can just add up, well, how many months has every client been with us by just saying like, count the number of cells that there is a non-zero number in. So I have that. So I'm like, okay, well, I have the average client tenure, let's call it that. And to cut to the chase, that number is depending on which clients you count, because there's some like, you know, random stuff in the spreadsheet that maybe doesn't count as a full client. It's somewhere around 12. Meaning a client on average for us stays for about 12 months. So then I went through this wild goose chase of how, how do I figure out then how many clients are we losing in a month? And I went in circles and realized it's actually really simple. Thanks to one of my friends that actually was helping as he does some modeling as well. And I texted him like, in theory, if a, if a business does this and he was like, what are you trying to do with your business? I was like, okay, you figured out who I was talking about. <laughs> but, um, he he was like, yeah, it's very simple. Like, and, and, and here's the logic that I want to walk everyone listening or watching this through. Saying on average, a client stays 12 months is literally definitionally the same as saying on average, every client churns in 12 months. It's the same. If you stay for 12 months, it means in 12 months, you churn. That's the same statement. I don't know if I have you. You look like you don't believe that. No, I, I do. Okay. It makes sense. So, so he's saying, look, if on average, a client churns in 12 months, like every, every client you have is like, to some extent, part of the average or whatever. Right. So he's like, you are losing all of your clients on average every year. So that means if we're at 20 and by the end of the year, we want to get to 30 clients, we need to close 30 clients because we need to close 20 just to make up for the churn that'll happen in a year. Each client is going to churn in a year on average. Meaning if we have 20 clients now, when 12 months from now, when we have this conversation, every client no, on average. Wouldn't that mean we need to close 34? Why the four? Sorry, maybe maybe my mouth was wrong. No. So, so, the, so just assume, the, forget the so, 17. Sorry, 32. 12 plus another 10. Oh, no, because one falls off every month. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean... The point is every client is churning on average, every client is churning in a year. So in a year from now, the 20 clients we have now are churning. So we need 20 closed clients just to stay even. That's the first thing we have to realize. So let's take it to the extreme. Okay, I get what An agency saying. that has one client, let's take it to the extreme. Agency that has one client, if they say, look, our average client tenure is 12 months, you say, well, how many clients do I need to close this year to stay even? You say one, because you're going to lose that one client. And the same with two. If they have two clients and they say, on average, a client churns in a year, be like, well, in a year's time, if you want to stay even, make sure you close two. Makes so we have sense. 20. We got to make sure we close 20 just to stay even. Yeah, yeah. 
I get what you're saying. So the we're screwed is, oh my God, if we want to get to 30 and we're at 20, we got to close the 20 to stay even and 10 also more. So we got to close 30. And not, that sounds not, hard not, to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, not crazy. It's doable. I mean, if we just think, oh, actually, that does sound hard. I was going to say two a month, but we need more than two a month to close. I mean, even if we did two a month, that'd be amazing. Um, so, but, so here, I, I think there's only like a few things we control can control going forward. So one, we can lower our churn rate. Like how do, how do we do that? Yeah. And two, I think get more leads. I, I think those are the two variables that we have. Yeah. And, and I think we need to solve for why, like, I, I know that number is true averaged across all the accounts, but I don't think it's actually true. I think there's, especially this last year we had, again, I think in the last video we talked about it, but we had a couple scenarios where clients churned after a couple months, two months, three months, five months. Like I, I can think of all those clients that churned from someone new taking over the marketing operation. Those were like a few months in. Then there was that one that churned because they lost money. That was two months in. So I, I wonder if that's just pulling our average down and if our churn rate is not actually that bad. Well, for sure it is. So that starts to get to the nuance here. Um, so then you and I have had this thing that we've mentioned on here of, I think we mentioned before, and if not, we'll mention it now. Our standard rate, you can see on our website public, is 10K a month for our content service. By the way, I'm talking exclusively about content. We have started offering paid search, and, and I'm just not factoring that into this right now, right? Um, exclusively content, 10K a month. We are offering uh, 8K a month, a pretty steep discount, 20% with an annual contract. Why? Because anecdotally, without having done this calculation, you and I were like, if a client stays for 12 months, they're likely to stay longer. Turns out that that gut instinct was correct because I then calculated this average tenure for anyone who's been with us 12 years or more. 12 months. 12 or months or more. Oh, 12 yeah. years would be amazing. 12 months or more. And that's 25, essentially rounding up 25.7, 26 months. Wow. Two years and two months. So the average... The people that's been there for 12 months or more is actually jumps to over two years, which totally confirms our intuition that like it behooves us to have someone last for 12 months because then they're likely to stay for a long time. So that Wait, really so, makes... Oh, go ahead. Finish your statement. It makes me feel better that we offer that because definitely a part of me was like, are we just taking this massive margin hit of 20% for no reason on those contracts? Oh, yeah, I'm already thinking that jumping ahead, how do we reduce churn? So could we incentivize people to stay even longer? Like what if, what if we had a two-year contract? Or what if, we, what if we changed our month-to-month -month contract to like way higher in price? So you, you pay a premium if you want to do month-to-month, -month, but Ooh. then you're very incentivized to do a year or two years. Because I, I don't want to take away the monthly plan. Like, I think there's valid reasons for people not wanting to commit to long-term contracts. But if you're going to take that route, maybe you pay the premium for the option to get out of your contract at any point. And that way we're incentivizing people thinking long-term. Yeah.
I mean, I'm scared to increase our rate beyond 10K because that already feels like it's expensive. <laughs> but, yeah, but but if you made the the regular plan very reasonable to sign for a year and we just increase the price of the month-to-month one. Let's calculate this. So if 12 months average is 25, what if we just, what is the average lifespan client tenure of six months? Is that also much higher than... Yeah, I mean, I was also I was also thinking that too. We just get rid of the the month. Oh my to god! Month. Even six months is seventeen, Benji. Oh, so if they stayed a six month, yeah. So the what did I say? What did I say before paid. this call? I said I guarantee fifty percent of the churn cancels before six months. Over fifty percent is that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but yes, I'm, I, I imagine. I just based on that that number, I'd imagine that. So yeah, so it means all of our churn problem is from that the the clients that stay with us less than six months, which we've always said are horrible for our business. Anyways, you spend all that time in the very beginning getting them up to speed, and then they just churn. It's a pain. So what like a couple? Well, of things. Then, so so the simple one without increasing our regular rate is if we're doing ten k month to month, eight k with an annual contract. The obvious thing that comes to mind is what about 9K to stay for six months? No, I, I don't think we lo- No, we don't incentivize people to stay for six months. If they stay I, for I, six I, months, I, they're going to stay for 17, apparently, on average. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, I still I still think the, the year is where we should push people to. But I think a couple of things. So what if, if you didn't want a six-month commitment, you pay a higher premium? So let's say like, a le- I think now in tiers. So I think if you wanted pure month to month, no like contract at all, maybe like 12K, like really incentivize people to, to go down. Then to get at least if, get if, some if, contract. And if you want, if you want month to month and, and you're willing to give a six month commitment, it goes to our normal rate at 10K. Because I, I think that's like bare minimum. That's, that's what we want every client to have. Like we, we don't, we, we, like we on our sales calls say we want a verbal commitment that you're willing to stay for three months. I think that just needs to say it's six months and there's actually some sort of Actual contract. contract. Yeah. Contract around that. And then if you truly just want month to month, you pay a premium for it. Like if, if you're willing to say, I'm going to churn for in three months or two months, like yeah. you should pay more. We, we don't even want that. So we should disincentivize it. It's almost like you're paying a tax. We, we don't want people to choose that option. So we're taxing them. Yeah. I mean, that is what we're doing now. You're saying make it even starker, a, a heavier tax. Yeah, because like we don't want those clients. They're bad for our business. We spent all that time on the, in the sales process, getting up to speed, training a strategist around it, and then they're gone in less than six months. Like it's just not even worth it for us. We don't even want that. Um, so I want that. Yeah. No, I, I was just thinking like, yeah, I think we really need to, Think about our pricing and contract length, and that that should help solve a lot of that churn issue. I mean, just to put some numbers onto it. So we said, if it's twelve months, then um, we need to you need to close, and you're at twenty, and you want to add ten, you got to add thirty new clients because you got to make up for your twenty and then ten. If that just goes to eighteen months, then you need thirteen to stay even. It's a lot better than twenty to stay even. So if the average client tenure, we go from 12 months to 18 months, 
that that's doable. That's two. That's like a little. There's over thirteen two to stay even and ten more to grow. Yeah, it's a little over two clients a month. Which oh, is the other thing I wanted the audience to be able to hear is this conversation I had with my friend who. He, he made a good point. He said, and by the way, so just forget what I just said for a second. So that was, that's true. That's true, actually. But just going back to this scenario that we're at now, which is our average tenure right now is 12. So all, so an average client is going to churn in a year. So he said, and by the way, if you do this, if you close 30 this year, so you make, you make up for the 20 loss and 10 more, then he said, you're just going to, life becomes even harder next year. Because then you're at 30 clients. And if your churn rate doesn't go down, uh, now you need 30 to stay even. <laughs> you need to do it again just to stay even. But then I said, there's something about this that's not making sense to me. Because the other thing I wanted, this whole thing of like, if a client stays for 12 months, they stay for 25. I looked at our top clients that are still active today. No, one of them is no longer active. But our highest like tenured clients, 60 months. I think it's like 60, 38, 37, 35, or something like that, 25, or something like that. It's like something like 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 those, like three-ish years, and then one of them five years. So I said, isn't it like statistically, if you keep getting new leads, it will naturally filter to some percentage of them will become those like lifers, right? Grow and, grow and convert lifers. So then over time, the churn, the churners will churn, and you should start accumulating more and more of these lifers. And he said, yeah, yeah but, that would but be. But I, I think you still need to solve for the, like, how do we get rid of those bad clients? So again, I think it's how do we find more of those really good ones? And how do we incentivize people to stay longer? Because then I think that does solve that problem. Like you get more of the clients that stay a longer period of time. Like if, if we were to get more clients that signed a year contract, our average is going to go up. Right. Yeah. And he was saying... If that's true, that as you just close more clients, you're just going to naturally filter to the people who are having the high averages because the churners are going to go away, then where that's going to reflect is that next year you should have a higher average and it should keep going up and up. But, but okay, so that brings up another point then because then there's like multiple ways to grow. We can grow from new clients. We can also just grow existing clients. So another characteristic of a lot of those companies is they've increased spend with us. They've increased their content budget or they've added on paid. So let's be quantitative about this. So I'm going to go to this Slack channel that both you and I went to. We're not going to obviously share it. So that we're looking at the same ones, right? So I'm looking at uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, the top six. The one is not in my bullets, but it's, it's higher than that. So um, the first one, that starts with a C, yes, they've increased spend with us. The next one that starts with an S, yes, they've increased spend with us. The next one that starts with B, no. has not. Oh, no, they just recently did, paid. Okay, <laughs> so that's, we're three for three for so far. The next one that starts with a V, yes. As of potentially today. But th this is also, so first one, how many years in are they already? Oh, I guess they're already five years in. They probably increased spend with us around year two, year three. The second one, probably also year two. Third, year three, fourth, year three. But I, I think I said this to you on the phone before we decided to hop on here and record this conversation is I don't think increased spend with us is something we can control. That That is just another reflection of a good fit client. But that's almost like that's the, that's the effect, not the cause. So yeah, if, I, if I guess results are going really well for all those clients. Right. 
like you're just seeing really good growth early on in in those first couple of years. But again, I, I again I think for a lot of those accounts, had they not stuck through it with through that first year, they wouldn't they wouldn't have increased spend with us and we wouldn't be in this situation with them. So again, I, I still think it all goes back to that first year incentivizing as many people to stay for one year as possible because the results after that first year, even that call that I was on this morning, we're just coming up on the year mark. They started last February and we're starting to see the hockey stick take form both in conversions and in traffic. And again, I know that they think long-term, but I think a lot of the other clients that we have maybe don't think as long-term as them or just aren't as bought into content or our agency as them. And so they, let, they, let me just be practical. Sure. There's no way to filter for that at the, at the sales stage. How, how do we filter for, do, do we think that their management thinks long-term or not? How, no, how I, I think, I think it's done in the contract. So I think we just push more people. Oh, you just to, force them. Yeah. Like, again, I think if you charge a premium for month to month and you make people think more long-term, you say, Hey, on average, we get really good results after one year. And so we're incentivizing you to stay for one year because we want you to see it through that full year before making a decision if you want to continue. And if you don't want to do that, it's fine, but you're going to pay a higher price. Yeah. I mean, we already do that now. Like I said, you're just saying, make it even sharper. Yeah. Like make it way more extreme because it, it just doesn't serve our business to, to, to work with clients that are going to stay six months or less. Like, Think of just all the training that goes into every single account and just starting and stopping. And like now a strategist has to switch from one account to another. And it's just like, it's just a pain. And we're charging those people the same amount as the people that stay for these years. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, the other big takeaway I have here is like, th this is something to think about, like things we need to figure out is 12 months good or not. I think we've heard that that's actually decent for agencies. Um, yeah, some... I would say especially when you have a month-to-month -month contract. Yeah. Two, this is probably why a lot of agencies don't do month-to-month -month contract because they figured this out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, may maybe we're learning the hard way that this is not a good business decision. And maybe we'll we'll change it. I don't I don't know. I, yeah, I, I mean, still like... Historically, what we've told clients for their everyone listening is like, the reason we do month to month is we actually just kind of hated people who lock into a long-term contract. And the one that's 60 months, there was 60 months with us, not because we locked them into anything. They could churn any month, but they're five years in because the results are amazing. So yes, that is a source of pride. But again, we could just say for the, we, we do for, that. It could just be for the first year there's a contract. Right. And then after that, it's month to month. Right. I don't, I, we got to think through this, but I think... I think something to incentivize people to. Like I think stay we need something in between zero and twelve months. If it's not yeah. six, it's eight. Fine. If I'd be good with eight 12, because even if we look at that that post that we have all the client data, it's that month seven where you start to see things really yeah. take off. So if we incentivize people for eight, even yeah, yeah. If you can't make it to twelve, at twelve, eight, eight k. If you can at least go to eight months, nine k. I would be I, like, I'll take the 8K. I like that. Right? I'll take the I'll take the 8K. And then yeah, we could say month to month eleven. <laughs> Just to make it starker. 
I, I think even higher than that. Like, <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not no, kidding. I, I, I don't know the, if it's true what you said. Like, they don't serve our business because it could be that we're able to maintain this. Like, I wonder if a lot of agencies get stuck at a certain size because they reach a natural limit of how many they can close and it equals the amount of churn and that becomes your natural plateau. Like based on your brand reputation, your marketing channels, your price, your service, your industry, you have sort of like this natural limit of how many new clients you can close. Let's just say, you know, like you can close 50 in a year. And so you're, you're going to plateau at whatever your churn rate is plus 50 new clients a year. And then it's going to be really hard to grow after that. And I wonder if that's something that we're seeing for ourselves. I don't necessarily think so because I'll argue on the results side, I think all these clients would stay like every client should, should stay barring a couple weird circumstances if they were getting good results. And we know that getting good results is just a function of time. And so all these clients that are not staying for the seven or eight months, they're just not seeing the results. And so if we can just get as many clients to get to that point where they see results, they should stay with us longer. That should resolve a lot of the churn issue. And then in terms of getting new leads, I think that was the reason for doing this, this podcast to keep growing our audience, keep investing in SEO. And, and maybe we're closing limited just on the sales side and our, our time. And I'm sure that's when businesses get to the point of hiring a salesperson because they need to hand that off eventually, or just need to ex expand their capabilities. But I, I do think that the 30 K or sorry, the 30 clients this year is doable or something close to that level, assuming that we resolve a lot of this churn issue now in the beginning of the year. Yeah, of course you do, because you're always optimistic. Uh, another idea that came to mind discussing this, it, this makes me think a couple things. We used to have this doc, like a, a written Google doc, not a spreadsheet, where if you remember, we had like color-coded statuses of all of our clients. And if they were green, we were like, these people are never going to leave unless like five people inside the organization get hit by a bus. Like they're just like, they're, they're like grow and convert lifers. And then it was like yellow or something, red, something yeah, like they're on the verge of that. And then red was like, they could churn, there's some issues or whatever, whatever. I think we should bring that back because of my, what? No, we could a hundred percent. I was going to say, I think what replaces that now is our weekly geek bot. I, I personally feel like we're pretty good. If someone is putting either you, me, or someone on the team is putting into, what is the question? Are there any accounts you're worried about? Why? there's usually a, like, a pretty high chance they're going to churn. So then at least my second idea is I think this makes me think there is no reason to not uh, – maybe this is not true, but let me finish my thought. We can d discuss it. To not sort of invest extra, spend margin. If we think that some account just needs a little bit extra results to be pushed there, do we say, let's not be cheap and like, we have a very set service. We do a set thing, like three articles a month, all this stuff. But like, does it make sense if, if we think we just need a little bit more to be like, 
spend extra than we normally would on link building, maybe do an extra article or two. We usually have like some writers that are sitting yeah. there. Like, I feel like we already do. I, I we, do that already, at least on the link building side. I just, I, I just anecdotally know from being on a lot of the calls where a client's at. And if I feel like we're pretty far in, let's say three, four, five, six months in, and we're not where we should be, I'm already spending more on the link building side because I, I kind of feel the same thing that you do there. Yeah. The extra pieces is tough. It's hard for us to execute a piece. Like it just takes a lot of effort. We have this extreme And, high and just the result, the, the impact of that piece would be seen months down the road. Months later. Versus, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think links, if we were going to do something, is the easiest thing. Way that to we'll try have, to like spend yeah. extra to spur the early results to get them to stay. That is a good idea though. Just maybe even being more focused on that in earlier on in the engagement. Maybe do we do we front load more links? Yeah. That I mean, that could be a way to solve it. Just knowing yeah, that's a great idea. Why not? That first two to three pieces, we just know we're spending extra and we're sacrificing that margin because of this data. That getting them past the six month mark is a big deal. Getting them past the twelve month mark is even better. Yeah, um, a lot, a lot of good ideas though from this. I had one more idea. Oh, I wanted to do what we started to do on the phone before we moved to the recording. Just if anyone's curious, like these top six clients, the one that's have stayed sixty, forty five, thirty eight, thirty seven, thirty six, and thirty five months with us. It is not immediately obvious to me that they fit any pattern. So there's six of them, okay? So let's do this verbally so anyone even just listening can follow along. Let's count how many of them are self-funded. The remaining would be, or, or let's just count how many are VC-funded. I see, oh, maybe just two. This one starting with an S and the one at the bottom starting with a T were VC-funded. Were they VC-funded, T? I don't know, but they're pretty established. Yeah, I don't uh, think The G above it was VC-funded? No, I don't think so either. Oh, then only one out of six is VC funded. We know that anecdotally, you and I kind of, are we going to say this publicly, kind of hate the VC funded clients. Not hate, not hate. There are some current ones that are actually really nice and really cool and are probably going to be lifers too. But we know that anecdotally that has increased the percentage of clients that, that just the VC funded companies, there's issues like they just kind of like, lose track quickly or, or they I, I think that's more of a function of stage though of the vc companies the, this is so late stage that's fair. so late stage like i, I wouldn't even that's consider fair. them vc anymore that's so I, I i think that that's that's also has to do with it they're they've been doing content for a really long time and they're really good at it and they believe in it yeah and five out of six of these the vc back companies that suck for us are, are seed companies and maybe series a for the most part yeah. I think anything later than that works. Yeah, we, that was already a criteria for us. I feel like now it's like I'm going to double down on that. Although last week we I had think a this just could be a function stage. of our of our client list, though, that we already skew more towards self-funded bootstrap companies than we do VC. Wouldn't okay. this just be okay. representative of, of our probably clients, probably. anyways? Uh, five out of six of these are SaaS, but that also is maybe what you're saying, which is just a function of who hires us, right? Only the yeah. one. And the 60 months is not SaaS. No. Price point wise. Very low. 60 month is like five figure one time. 
the next one is what? Probably what five, five, six is. figure yearly contracts. No, the S one is not six figure yearly. Probably really? Some. Yeah, uh, some. Maybe they some. have some enterprise. Okay, so say mid five figure average. This one's probably low five figure average. This one is under five figures. Yeah, there's some that are year. under. The B is Same. cheap. The V is cheap. Yep. Yeah. So even from a price, so it's kind of a wash. Yep. So it's not obvious that it's like high price clients work the best. So we say, okay, yes, most of them are not VC funded. That could just be who we who we take. Yes, most of them are SaaS. That could just be who we take. But like those aren't even if we're saying. Like those aren't teaching us anything. We already bias towards non-VC companies. We already naturally bias towards SaaS. It's also a reflection of what we rank for and things like that. There's not an obvious price point thing. I was gonna say team. Like, is do do they have a content team versus working with the founder? But even even that, I think it's a mix. Yeah, it's a mix. Stage is a mix. No, stage is mostly all of them are established. Like stuff but that also doesn't teach us anything because we're already filtering for that one of them is an exception they came early stage and we were like no two this of is them. not gonna work see also were they really early stage the five-year one not yeah not really stage but in terms of their, they had a their set content. product a set process and stuff sure but they were they were still early they hadn't really used online marketing to grow that's right that's the thing it's like all of these the criteria is like okay so they have established business. They're not super early VC funded, blah, blah, blah. We're already filtering for that. So it's not teaching us anything new. So like, I, I don't know. It's not obvious to me seeing this list of like the grow and convert lifer clients. It's not obvious to me that there's a pattern. I mean, I guess you could other, other than just really, really good, good results. results. Yeah, really yeah. good results and and made it past a year. Like, again, I think it all goes to making it past a year. Like all these clients increase spend with us after a year because they, they started seeing good traction. And that's why my mind still goes back to incentivizing as many people to stay past a year as possible. I guess this is our equivalent if you have like a SaaS business, right? They say like there, there's that magic moment after which someone upgrades from free to paid or whatever. And like you have to figure out what that is. Like that's for yeah, us Yeah, I guess too. you're right. Ours is like we don't have a free trial, but we know if someone trials us for eight months or paid, one year. Paid trial. <laughs> yeah, paid trial, but... <laughs> I mean, they're, they're typically getting paid back that second year. I mean, this is a situation we're in. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do an update in, in months from now. So one, we'll have to just keep thinking about what are the changes that we want to make? So do we want to change pricing? Do we want to change contract length? Do we, do we want to figure out ways to get current clients to increase spend with us? What else do we talk about? Well, there's this other thing that I want to mention that my my friend mentioned. He said, you know, the, the proper way to model this, Davish, is to not do it as a single average. He's like, you need buckets. So you need to do like your high-end clients, what's theirs? It's kind of like what we're doing. So the 12-month clients is whatever. And then and then he was saying like, you we could then use as a metric, how many six-month clients did we close? Because we know those last for 17. Or how many 12 months, I guess, how do you even use that as a metric? You have to wait 12 months to see if that actually happens. Um, in other words, there may, one thing I wanted to say before we close is there may just be a numbers game here where like you take what you take and yeah, like stuff's going to happen. The CMO that hired you is going to go to another job out of some dumb luck. And then the new regime is like, what the hell? Like, that's not who we want to work with. And you're just like, that's, that's just like life. 
you can't control all those situations. And well, so you're going to have those two, three month churners. Yeah. I mean, as we've always said, demand solves all problems. So do we just grow as quickly as possible? Like not grow in terms of taking on clients, but just grow the funnel as much as we can. So yeah. how do we get way more leads per month? Right. And then statistically speaking, if you get some turn total number of leads, you're going to get some fraction of them are going to be new lifers. And then they're going to up your overall average. But we still need to solve the churn issue at the same time. But yes. Yeah. If you like this video, don't forget to subscribe. You can also get the audio only versions of these shows wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us at growandconvert.com newsletter for any articles and updates for when these videos come out.